Hey everybody, Economic Ninja here. I hope you're doing great. I wanna to talk to you today about a Lamborghini dealer, a golf pro, and a bank run. And that is correct. Very interesting conversation I had yesterday at a Liam, a Liam Lamborghini dealer. First off, I was there to go sit in a Huracan. I wanted to see if the Ninja fit. And after an initial yoga class, a disclaimer, and then actually signing three or four documents with some weird dudes in suits, I was able to get into the Lamborghini. Now, after my first boot had to go here, my other boot had to go here, and then them gently putting me in and figuring out that a telescoping uh, steering wheel on a Lamborghini isn't exactly telescoping, we got me into this bad boy. And there is a lot of room, I gotta admit. I was getting excited. Um, so were the salesmen. Why? Because I was the only person in that Lamborghini dealer. Of course, I was with a buddy, and um, I was asking questions, lots and lots of questions, probably questions they didn't want me to ask, like how are sales? And at first they said, they're great. And I looked around at an empty dealer and they had a Lamborghini I was looking at, not that I was gonna buy because you guys know that I believe that we're gonna see much, much lower prices, not only in supercars, but also in collector cars and all kinds of cars as this collapse takes full effect. Now, I love to get the baseline understanding and knowledge of whoever I'm talking to, whether it be a sales manager, a, uh, a finance manager, the general manager, whoever's working, because I want to be able to understand which way the, or direction this conversation is gonna go. Now, obviously, because I wasn't there to buy, I simply wanted to sit in it, possibly take it for a ride, um, which they made sure real quick that I was not gonna be doing that because I wasn't showing a briefcase full of cash or my credit score. Um, I started asking questions. What kind of people are buying? And ironically, they said YouTubers. Um, but it's been very slow. And it appeared that he was the only person there to sell Lamborghinis. Why? Because they didn't need anyone else. Sales are very slow. And he had been in the, this gentleman had been in the exotic or hot luxury vehicle sales since 2012, starting with Bentley and then moving on to other places. Now, one of the questions I asked this gentleman was, did he believe that we are gonna see a significant downturn in auto sales? To this question, he answered a resounding no. He said what every other salesperson says, that Lamborghini and other high-end automobiles hold their value and they uh, are strong through both strong times and down times because of the level of clientele. Now, something you have to understand about the Ninja is I don't just take uh, answers verbatim or as the end all be all. I've got to dig a little deeper. So I made the point that he asked, he started selling vehicles in 2012. And he said, yes. And I said, you know, that was at the exact bottom and the recovery, beginning of the recovery of the great recession. And he said, yeah. I said, so really you've only been selling cars during very prosperous times. I said, okay, I guess you can say that. So what'd you do before this? And he said that he was a golf pro. I left it at that and I continued the conversation. I went and looked at an amazing, probably one of the most beautiful Shelby Cobra replicas I have ever seen in my life. As a matter of fact, I would say it is what is the best built Shelby Cobra I've ever seen in my life. They're asking 105,000. It's literally one of the exact cars in my lineup that I want for my car collection. And I said, that's the car I'm gonna buy, but I'm not gonna pay a lick over 50 for that car. He laughed. We continued the conversation. And after a while, we started talking about the current bank run that we were uh, undergoing. He was completely shocked, had zero clue this was going on. I explained the uh, scope and size of this and he started to ask questions. And at one point he says, I have six figures saved up. 
I've always wanted to keep one year of expenses as an emergency fund. And I just went, wow, that is amazing. That is impressive. As a matter of fact, you are in the 1% of the middle class. That he sort of looked at me weird because he didn't think of himself as middle class. Why? Because he worked at a Lamborghini dealer. We started to talk about odds and ends that I can't share as far as uh, valuations of assets and liabilities and things like that. And he started to see really quick that he wasn't exactly as prepared as he should be. Now, one thing he said, it was very interesting. He looked around a little bit, not that there was anyone around. I, <laughs> I got to admit, it was a pretty funny situation. He goes, can I tell you something in private? And I'm not joking. I like look around and look at him and I'm like, is there a camera system I should know about? He said, I want to be untouchable, untouchable. And I go, you're going to need to explain this one. And he said, I want to be in a position to where if my boss fired me, I would go, fine, see ya, I'm fine. I could just, just roll right off of his back. I got to admit, that's a really neat goal to be at. But what was interesting, I asked, I go, why are you planning to be fired? What do you know or what is inside you? What's your gut telling you? And he goes, well, you just never know. But he'd started the entire conversation saying, this auto industry, primarily the high-end auto industry, is resilient. Why? Because of the clientele. So I started to ask him about how many people borrow money for these cars. He goes, a good clip of them. As a matter of fact, probably a majority of people either lease or, well, not lease, but pay payments on these Lamborghinis. And I said, okay. I said, what interest rate are you guys doing? These are new cars. So he says, I could get you anywhere between 6 and 12%, depending on your credit score. I said, all right. Let me ask you this. As I'm leaving, we had this great conversation. I, I walked out and I said, you don't think that there's going to be a correction. Regardless of what's going on in the banks, you believe that your clientele is strong. He goes, yes. And I said, and you've only been selling high-end cars since 2012. He goes, yes. I said, in the beginning of the conversation, you said that you were a golf pro. He was a golf pro in the, in the beginning of the conversation. He said, yes. And I said, what made you change your career? And he said, a new venue. I wanted something new. And I said, it wasn't because... People stopped playing golf during the Great Recession. And he looks at me, he goes, well, yeah, people stopped playing golf. They didn't have the money and golf courses were going bankrupt. I looked at him very seriously and I said, so we're talking about an industry that collapsed based on green fees that are anywhere between 30, let's say $150. People didn't have that money, but you're telling me that people have money to buy a $420,000 Lamborghini Huracan. The look on his face was utter terror. His eyes widened open, his mouth dropped, and he said, oh my gosh, you're right. It's interesting in life, when we talk to people that we run into, they think they have it all figured out. They think they understand the dynamics of how uh, the Federal Reserve and governmental policies affect monetary policy and your, yours and my everyday life. Yet they don't understand the basic fundamentals of market cycles. And it, you could be selling Gucci handbags or Lamborghinis or Ferraris or bronze statues of poodles to rich people. But remember, every economic cycle, it's like a children's book. The emperor has no clothes. And we really quickly see which people in our everyday lives that we once thought were wealthy are not wealthy at all and how spending contracts 
and how much these industries, even supercars, are affected by the ebbs and flows of monetary policy set forth by our government and the Federal Reserve. Think about that today. Think about, and let me know in the comment section what you think about the exotic car market or the exotic handbag market or even fancy shoes with fur. They all come crashing down. Why? Because most of them are built up based on credit, greed, and people wanting to show off. Guys, I hope you got something out of this. I thank you so much for watching. Thank you to everybody that hit the thumbs up button, the subscribe button. The Economic Ninja is out.